வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ எம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா லெஸ் பிகின் த ஷோ Today's our guest is Ens Nilsson from Open Doors Capital. Welcome Ens. Oh, thanks Rama. I really appreciate being here today. Sure. And thank you very much. A little bit about Ens. Ens Nilsson is the principal of Open Doors Capital and a full-time real estate investor. He has raised millions for apartment syndications and is a general partner in over 1100 apartment units around the country valued at over 50 million. Ens is also a certified high performance coach and has coached many new and experienced real estate investors to succeed in the business through accountability, personal growth and consulting. Long career in the IT field has provided Ens with the skills to implement systems and technologies to help his team succeed in the investment business. So with that Ens would you like to add anything to your background? No, I mean I think as we were talking before we started record, recording, right? We got a similar backgrounds. I've been in the IT field for for many years, right? And I thought that a W2 job and saving in your 401k and everything that that was that was the path you had to follow, but you know, I learned later on that that may not have been the best advice for my whole life. So that's why I started making some changes in my 40s. Got it. And so what is the reason behind choosing real estate and multifamily specifically? Now I was in as I mentioned in the IT field and I I mean I like my job, I had a good job, a good lifestyle, but I also realized I didn't have a meaningful way to really increase my income. You know, everything else just looked like a new job. I would have to get a new job or raise or something like that to increase my income and I kept looking around, you know, and the one thing that after a lot of time that really stuck out was oh, investing, multifamily investing. That's that's where it is, right? Because it's there is a bunch of you can scale, you can put a lot of units under the same roof, you can get professional management. You know, you're not trading your your time for dollars in a one-to-one relation as you were as an employee, right? So that's that's what i felt like real estate was the right vehicle for me to pursue got it so what is your investment philosophy yeah basically you know i i live in santa fe new mexico and i started investing in albuquerque which is not the most not a place most people are very familiar with but it's a very kind of linear market in the sense that it doesn't it doesn't have the bust and booms that you may see on on the coast so I early on started, you know, thinking about value add. Everybody talks about value add these days, but I actually started with stuff that was probably even heavier value add than most people would have the stomach to take on. And this was smaller deals that I was just buying in my own account. So an 11 unit, a 38 and a 16 unit that needed there were probably like C minus when we bought them, but we felt like with at the price we bought them and with good you know capex budget we could actually really improve the property so heavy value add was my initial philosophy i did realize that over the long run it probably was not the best approach because there was a lot of uncertainties and risks with that so going forward we we moving more towards like lighter value add you know some sort of approach where we can put some money in and achieve some rent bumps but not do a full kind of heavy rehab. So that's more my light value add class C B type 
portfolio is what we're looking at right now. Got it. So would you share any of your breakthrough moments in multifamily space? Yeah, I mean, a big thing that really happened to me, and this is kind of personal, is I I had been buying some smaller deals by myself, you know, or with a couple of partners. And I wasn't really thinking big enough. There was, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of limiting beliefs holding me back. And then one day I had this bicycle uh, incident. I, I crashed on my bike and ended up in the hospital in Colorado. And I was like, man, what am I doing? I was pursuing cycling. I was pursuing athletic accomplishments, but not really folk putting my energy where it should be, where it should be in the, in the real estate, where it should be in, in, in moving forward, right? So I got this kind of after I was stuck in the hospital, I was like, man, I need to really start taking some serious action. And then that, that's where I, I hired a coach. I started surrounding myself with the right people. So, I mean, really, you know, kind of that, that breakthrough moments was really, man, I need to, I need to stop procrastinating. I need to stop playing small. I need to really level it up. I need to focus on how I can bring a lot of value to, you know, my partners, my families, the community and everything. And that was kind of my breakthrough moment, like three and a half years ago. And after that, it really changed my mindset. It changed the way I thought about stuff. And with that new approach, I'm taking, I started taking much more consistent action, you know, and that's why it grew from 75 units, hundred units, you know, three years ago to over 1100 units, three years later. Got it. And you, you came from IT background and you're bringing that IT skills by implementing systems and technologies into multifamily space. So would you share like a few examples where you have implemented those systems and how your group benefited from that? Yeah, and it, it kind of goes in a few different areas. So one is definitely around how we manage our investors and manage our capital raising. You know, we do have a portal that people can register on, they can log in, they can view our offerings, and they can, you know, sign all the legal docs and everything there. So that's that's kind of, you know, customer or investor facing, and then get the updates through that and everything. So we love using a portal that really helps us with managing the raises. So that's really important on that side. Then on the back end, you know, I'm with the IT background. I'm pretty analytical. I'm pretty like OCD, if you will. I like to get stuff done in a certain order and, and having checklists and stuff. So I develop a checklist that we start with. It's kind of my syndication checklist. What are all the steps we should look at? And then we put all those tasks into, you know, Asana or some other, you know, task management software where we can keep track of it and we can assign the tasks to individuals that's supposed to do it. We can really stay on track of all that. And then we use, you know, um, we use Slack or other communication tools to, so we're not just calling and texting all day long. We can actually communicate that way. We use, you know, Google Drive to share our files. We're not emailing files back and forth. So just a lot of little things that that doesn't really, not that complicated to implement, but just once you put them in, it helps you a lot. And I was always wondering, what are systems? And systems are basically just repeatable way of doing something, right? And as we are developing, as we're doing more deals together, you know, we're just refining those systems and making sure we are getting better at doing them every time around. Got it. At what stage of you know business uh, we need to go for implementing systems? You know, I think the early on the better, right? Because 
Because if you start getting bad habits, if you start having, you know, if it relies on somebody remembering everything, you're going to end up losing and missing out. So what, what I would recommend to anybody to do is like start documenting the process. You may not have a process the first time you do something, but as you go through a deal, right? Hey, you know, you need to connect with brokers. You need to underwrite deals. You need to submit LOIs, you need to get deal under contract, and you got all your due diligence and your money raising and your loan application, all those things, right? And you start writing all the steps down. And as you have those steps, then the next time around, it's not so intimidating, it's not so complicated, and you can do it quicker and more streamlined. Got it. And also, you're, uh, you're a certified high-performance coach. So would you share a little bit more about that and why you chose that route? Yeah, absolutely. So I started training people kind of on te- the technical parts of, of, of multifamily investing. You know, how do you underwrite a deal? And how do you talk to brokers and all that stuff? Which was fun. And people learned a lot from that. But I realized that it's not really what holds people back. What holds people back is are their limiting beliefs. It's their inability to take action. It's their procrastination or whatever, right? So I got certified as a high-performance coach. And high-performance coach is really somebody that will help people go to that next level, help them find, develop new habits that's going to serve them well. It helps them generate energy to you know, be able to take consistent action, creating habits around consistency and productivity, develop their courage, develop their influence. So basically that whole package of what makes people high performers. And I just really love that approach. And really that's so much more interesting to me to help people grow in their personal life and their business life versus just telling them how to underwrite another deal, right? So that's really my passion now is helping people on the high performance side of things. Got it. Cool. Yeah. And so would you share a little bit more about your company's business plan and uh, know what markets you're looking and what kind of exit plan you're implementing? Sure, sure. Yes. I mean, my company is Open Doors Capital and you can look it up, opendoorscapital.com, you know, and we are mainly focusing on, you know, value add deals, as I mentioned earlier. We've done some deals in the South, both in Atlanta and in, in, uh, in Phoenix, but mostly now we're focusing on kind of the upper Midwest, which would be you know, Ohio and Western Pennsylvania and so forth. And people may ask, why, why do you buy deals there? Well, it's because one of my partners live in that area and we have excellent you know, boots on the ground. So it helps with the local knowledge. And you know, everybody flocks to some of these markets that you know, everybody wants to buy in Florida or the Carolinas. And that's awesome. That's great. But it's also very competitive. We feel like we have an advantage by going into some of these lesser known markets and having a really strong broker relationship, really strong investor base, strong uh, lenders, and we can actually do deals that make sense in those markets, right? And again, you know, we buy deals that are some sort of value add component, you know, we can put some money in to upgrade the units and we can raise the rents and we can give a good returns a return to our investors. And then, you know, our exit plans, which we're a long time buy and hold, you know, we, t- we typically do, you know, seven, eight years kind of hold time. It's just because we feel like this is a strong cash flowing market. So the deals may not appreciate quite as quickly as you would see in other markets. So that's, that's our approach. Try to buy, you know, 
C plus B B minus type properties these days. Got it. Would you share any of your best multifamily investing experience so far? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, just sold a small deal just three weeks ago, at the end of August. We had only owned it for a year, and we had planned on holding it much longer. But we were, we got such an offer that we couldn't resist. I think we made one hundred and forty one percent in one year. So that was we almost tripled our money in. Just that one year, so that was uh, that was pretty amazing to see something like that. And just just doing that. But I mean, you know, I've lucky. I've been lucky enough to invest in 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 good solid deals here in the last few years. But that was really probably one of the ones that stood out the best. Got it. So, which market is that? This would be in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. Okay. Got it. So, would would you also share any of your challenging experience? multi-family space? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that come up. So one of the earlier deals we did was this 38-unit deal, also in Albuquerque, that was a joint venture. So we didn't have any passive investors. It was five of us that got together to buy it. We paid $1.2 million for it. And it needed a lot of work. And we had raised money, or not really brought money to the table to do the work. What we didn't anticipate was that the plumbing in the floor started leaking. So we started having in, you know, in-ground leaks, which then caused a bunch of other challenges. We had to like jackhammer off the floor and redo a bunch of the plumbing and stuff like that. So there were some challenging times when we had to, you know, move five or six people out of some of the units to to turn to turn them. And you know, we were it was a little bit, we had to ask for an extension on our interest only period and some grace from the lender and so forth. So, but I think also the lesson there was like, you know, if you have a little bit of research, you had a good plan going in, you can usually take care of these things, right? I think where people get in trouble is if they don't have enough capital or they run into, you know, they are overly optimistic in their raising their rents and so forth. That's where people get in trouble. So, it worked out for us. It wasn't as smooth as it would like, but we still have the property and we refinanced it since and we have more than double the value of it. So there's certainly that, that benefit. Got it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. So and what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? Um, so current focus is still, you know, the um, that Ohio market. We got... Um, we got two deals on the contract right now that we're working on. Hopefully, he's closing one of them this week or early next week. Uh, that's going to be a bridge loan. That's the first bridge loan we're doing. So that would be interesting to just kind of see how we're going to navigate that. Um, but I'm excited about seeing that there's going to be a lot of input of capital in that deal to make it cash flow really well. And um, then we have another deal that's not quite as, you know, another 70-unit deal that we are, we're working on that's uh, that's also in that market. And uh, that one I like because the seller has upgraded half of the units and has already proven what the rent growth can, can be. So we're going to just continue his business plan, upgrade the rest of the units and really give a good return to our investors uh, in that deal. Got it. And would you share a little bit more about that uh, bridge loan terms and you know why, why you chose with uh, that role? Oh man, now I'm like, I wish we hadn't because it's so complicated to get it done but yeah so so this is a a three-year term you know it's obviously interest only through that term right and we are 
you know, we're going to put a lot of capital into the deal. And the reason, the only reason why we had to go with Britzler, that was that agency, Freddie and Fannie, wouldn't lend us on it because of the debt service coverage ratio on day one wasn't high enough to sustain that debt. So we're going to go and and put a lot of you know upgrades into it and raise the value of the deal and refinance it in a few years. Got it. Yeah, that helps. So any any one advice that have impact on you? Yeah, I mean, I think the advice I really love that I got early on is like anytime you meet somebody, ask and ask them this question. The question is, who do you know that I should know? If you ask that question to somebody, they're going to tend to like, oh, how can I help this guy? What can I do to, you know, provide some values? So that's a great question to increase your your social circle or your your connect you know people you're connected to. And the other thing is like real estate investing is not done behind your computer. You need to get out into the world. You need to go to conferences. You need to meet people, brokers, partners, bankers, whatever it may be. Right? It really is a you know, a person, it's a, it's a relationship-based business. I know during COVID and everything has been challenging, but if you can go to some events and start meeting people that way. Got it. I, I think that is very, very awesome advice. Yep. Any books that have impact on your life and what way? Oh, so many. <laughs> uh, I think the most recent one, if I were to bring something up, has been Who, Not How by Dan Sullivan. And it really comes to this idea that, you know, most of us, me included, as soon as we have a problem or something we want to do, we immediately go to think about how to implement it. And then that usually overwhelms us and we're like, oh my God, I don't have time to do this. The principle of this book is who do I need to enlist in order to get this done? Because if you can do the work through other people, you can continue to grow and continue to accelerate your success. Yeah, so true, so true, yeah. And how about giving back to community? I think the, the, the way I really give back is really through my coaching because the way I, and I do a lot of strategy calls and free calls with people too, right? That if I can help somebody have even a small impact on their, if I can have a small impact on somebody's life that then multiplies through their family, through their communities and so forth. That way, I feel like I have an impact on a larger community through that that mindset growth, that that expansion of our of our abilities and our awareness of how we operate on a day to day basis. Got it. Yep. Great. So, how can listeners can connect with you? Anybody who wants to reach out to me, they can send me an email at. Jens, that's J-E-N-S at Open Doors with an S, capital.com, Jens at opendoorscapital.com. Or if anybody wants to get on a free call with me, I offer like free strategy calls, 20 minutes, they can go to opendoorscapital.com slash call and schedule a call with me. So those are kind of the two ways I like to connect with people. Great. And uh, thank you very much, Jens. And thank you. And uh, really enjoyed conversation. And thanks for adding value to the show. Absolutely, Rama. It's a lot of fun. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, 
please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing. Thank you.